This is an RNZ podcast. There are things that we are well known for in New Zealand. Green rolling hills, perfect, you might say, for hobbits to hide in. That was Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern at the United Nations in New York on Wednesday. And at that point, the folks from Tourism New Zealand would have been high-fiving each other. Just last week, Amazon Prime announced a megabucks production of The Lord of the Rings will be filmed in Auckland, guaranteeing more worldwide exposure of our landscape and possibly even kick-starting the tourism boom that followed The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit movies in recent years. But then Jacinda Ardern went on to say this. And now we're known for something else. The 15th of March, 2019. And that's not such a positive vibe for tourism. And according to media reports of the Amazon Prime announcement, safety worries were a sticking point for the US-based producers, but they were satisfied with the assurances they received. Now, when the Hobbit movies were made here a decade ago, there was a major controversy about labour laws. Indeed, the laws were changed to give the movie makers more flexibility and the workers fewer rights. And the current government has now changed the law back again. And one actor who pushed for that told Morning Report this week things should be better from them for the upcoming Amazon Prime production. This year, the government revoked the law, which prevented film workers negotiating collectively. Robin Malcolm says that will protect those working on the upcoming series. She told Katie Scotcher she's thrilled Amazon has chosen New Zealand and she hopes they'll take a fresh approach. I think the production is really exciting for New Zealand, obviously. It's massive, it's huge. And I hope that a lot of New Zealand crews and New Zealand actors are able to be involved. You know, I've got a few people, um, a few friends of mine who are already working on the production and pre-production, and from what I can gather, they're being treated really well and they're really enjoying it, and they're looking forward to a long role of employment, which is really wonderful. Sounds good. And there was lots of enthusiasm on the project on three that same night. Are you guys auditioning for the Hobbit jobs? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I've got a spare pair of pointy ears if you need them, Melissa. I'll, I'll hook you up. Don't worry about that. We Thank are, you. everyone else in New Zealanders, we're all getting excited about the biggest TV show coming to Upper Middle Earth. Upper Middle Earth being Auckland or... Auckland, as the New Zealand Herald punningly put it this week, because, as the project went on to explain, the movies were mainly a Wellington thing, with lots of Wellingtonians in them. Way back at the beginning of the millennium, in a town called Wellington, Sir Peter Jackson started filming the first of a gazillion instalments of the tale of Bilbo Baggins. Pretty soon, over 100% of all Wellingtonians had been an elf, an orc, or a talking tree. I am no tree. While the jobs bonanza for cast, crew, carpenters and caterers was high up in the reports of the Amazon Prime News, so was this angle reported by News Hub last week. If Amazon applies for a screen production grant, it could get 20 to 25% of its New Zealand spending back. That could be a subsidy of between 300 and $375 million, all for the world's richest person. It could be subsidising the world's richest uh, Yeah, look, I think all of us uh, at some level begrudge the subsidies that the film industry has. Interesting words there from Trade Minister David Parker, who, as the Herald reported recently, accompanied Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern in a meeting with Sir Peter Jackson just three weeks before the decision was taken not to place any upper limit on the rebates paid out under the screen production grant system. News Hub was just guessing that the payback would be north of $300 million, and of course it won't end up directly in the pocket of Amazon's owner Jeff Bezos. But it was a good deal for Amazon Prime for sure, 
and also to New Zealand, according to NewsHub, which said that a report for the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment last year had found that economic benefits of the grant significantly outweigh the costs. And that's true, but the Ministry also reckoned there should be upper limits on the rebate, and so did Treasury, which recommended that surging taxpayer support for the sector be curbed. Number crunching by the Herald's investigations reporter Matt Nippett earlier this year revealed that at least $600 million had been paid out to Hollywood producers since 2010 already under the screen production grant system, and after the Amazon Prime payout for Lord of the Rings, that will be hiked even higher. The Herald's Matt Nippett also pointed out another report for the government that was released in June concluded that the film industry is now reliant on subsidies and it was unable to conclude if the screen production grant was actually delivering taxpayers value for money. And the question of the opportunity cost of this is hardly ever explored. But this week, the Herald's business editor, Liam Dan, asked if other corporate sectors should be considered for a lower corporate tax rate that the film producers currently enjoy. And he even suggested the banks could benefit using the same logic. How about the financial sector itself? Thousands of highly lucrative local jobs have disappeared in the past decade as the big global firms have pulled back to Australia. Offering tax breaks to massively profitable investment banks might seem politically unpalatable until you remember we're all happily giving one to the world's richest man. Now that's an interesting thought. And this week, New Zealand Institute Chief Economist Eric Crampton raised another issue on the panel on RNZ National when he cited the work of an old grad school buddy in the US who'd been looking at how the states over there offer breaks to filmmakers. So he's able to then look to see, well, what's the actual effect of uh, ramping up the film subsidies in Georgia, where he, where he lives and works, compared to some other states. And he finds that you actually see a reduction in uh, per capita income after the film incentives come in. It's not that you don't get the activity in the film industry, which you certainly do. They're, they're poorer than they otherwise would have been because of the economic activity in other industries that then fails to happen because things have been distorted towards film. Interesting stuff. And in the US, they've certainly noticed that New Zealand's in the business of offering big tax breaks too. USA Today reported that the New Zealand Taxpayers Union had complained that every New Zealand household could end up paying more than $100 each to Amazon Prime. And the act leader David Seymour had objected to lining the pockets of the world's richest man, as he put it. And it turns out that Amazon Prime in the US doesn't line the pockets much of those who turn up to fill out the minor roles in its productions. Under the headline, Love Lord of the Rings? Audition for these Amazon gigs? The industry website Backstage.com said it was too soon yet for casting opportunities in the upcoming Auckland-based production. But in the meantime, Amazon Prime Productions in the US were looking for talent, and the one at the top of the list was in the state of Georgia. The new Amazon Studio series, The Underground Railroad, directed by Academy Award winner Barry Jenkins, is seeking black male talent aged 9 to 11 to play a houseboy. Shooting will take place in Savannah, Georgia. Talent will be paid $100 for eight hours. Apply here. Now, the Underground Railroad is a story about slaves who make a bid for freedom from their plantations in Georgia in the 18th century by following what was a network of people and trains offering escape from bondage. So it doesn't really seem like a good look to pay less than the minimum wage to African-American talent in the 21st century, especially when that state is offering big breaks to Mr Bezos's company. But it's not just Amazon Prime that gets the benefit. Backstage.com also offers this opportunity. The NBC primetime drama series Chicago Fire is seeking background actors. Real police, paramedics and firefighters aged 18 and older. 
Filming will take place on specific days between September the 23rd and 26th in Chicago, Illinois. Pay starts at $104 for eight hours of work. Apply here. So, in other words, a prime-time TV show that fakes firefighting is not willing to pay an awful lot to real firefighters who can add the required authenticity. It turns out these rates are pretty typical in the US for non-union acting talent, even from the biggest networks, studios and producers. The minimum wage in each state applies, even those such as Georgia, where the incentives for the producers are generous. And hopefully the little people here, so enthusiastic about getting a piece of the action in Upper Middle Earth shortly, will get a better deal.